Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We want to say a big thanks, Gordon, as usual, to our title sponsor, Mountain America Credit Union. Get 0% interest on all purchases through May of 2020 with the new Mountain America credit card. For details, visit macu.com or call 1-800-748-4302. We're going to talk to Frank Dolce. We're going to have a keyword for Godsmack tickets. And we can't explain just yet, but when uh, Frank says the key word, all right, all right, uh, here's what we're going to do. The first time Frank plays the victim in any way, because that's what he loves to do, once you hear him somehow be the victim, be caller 12-855-340-ZONE, and you're going to go see Godsmack out at uh, USANA Amphitheater on uh, October the 9th. Perfection. Okay, so do, do we all do we all get it? Do we yeah. all understand? Yes, all good. on the same page. Uh-huh. Okay, all right, good. Looking forward to talking to uh, Frank, and he, of course, will be joining us on the Sprint special guest line. As do all of our guests, get one hundred dollars off the redesigned Apple Watch Four with the new line of service. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us now, our Utah insider here on the station. He is Frank Dolce on ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. What's up, Frank? How are you? Hey guys, good afternoon. Uh, I'm doing I'm doing great. Thank you. You sure? Yeah, I'm. I've been peppering Austin with potential words or phrases of the day, so <laughs> I'm hopeful that I help one lucky fan. Yeah, you should be honored, Frank. There win, are, win something. Yeah, Godsmack tickets on the line on your interview today. So I, I hope you yeah. feel honored. Well, I feel I feel a sense of obligation now to get this done the right way. All so right, good let's, deal. Let's make it happen. Let's uh, treat Frank with respect over there today, Jake. You know, none Thank of this, you. None of this let's, disparaging let's start with that. stuff. Is re- wait, is respect the word of the day? That should be. Let's let's do that, Jake. Why, why, why do you think that that should be the word of the day? Respect? Yeah. Utah should respect their opponent, maybe. Oh, oh. good. Because, because an opponent's coming to town that you could – I mean, it's a team that got beaten up by Penn State by something on the order of 60 or 70 points in the first week. I mean, you might have a tendency to overlook that opponent and you just – as we've learned, uh, as we've learned, you just you can't do that, or you're going to find yourself in trouble. Do you agree with me, Frank, that Utah each Utah player could be required to wear a 50 pound backpack in this game, <laughs> and they they would still beat Idaho State? Yeah. Yes. Well, I I I I think I like your scuba gear analogy <laughs> better. I thought that was. Entertaining with the tanks and the whole thing. Gear mm. <laughs> with the tank <laughs> with the flippers maybe, on. Maybe like one of those. I mean, we're going to get ourselves into trouble here, but maybe one of those old diver suits, you know, with the <laughs> with the big metal helmet that you put on and drops you right down to the bottom of the ocean. And 
you know, the salvage equipment. Um, maybe something like that. No, I don't. I, I don't think that. I mean, I, I think that Utah certainly has a significant advantage in this football game, and I I keep trying to tout it as Utah's third rivalry game in a row because I want to engage the football team in that kind of atmosphere um, because I thought that that was you know that that's when you're the most engaged in a, in a football game is when it's a rivalry game. So so let's let's approach it let's approach it that way, but. Talent-wise, there's just there's no question that that Utah has the advantage, and and it should be a game that feels boring. Like I I thought last week, at one point, that game against Northern Illinois felt boring, and that was a good sign for Utah because it was just a game in control, and they were doing the things that they needed to do and wanted to do, and and Northern you know, they were going to come out with a win, and Northern Illinois didn't have have much of a chance, so. I think they want to do that this week. Is they want to improve? They want to they want to clean things up. They they want to they want to get polished on the offensive side, um, become even more disruptive on the defensive side, and then at some point in that game, early in that game, you want to feel like, well, Utah kind of has has control of this game. That and that's exactly how it should be. So, kind of with that in mind, Frank, that uh, you know, this is a game maybe where they work on some things and and work up to their Pac-12 schedule, which is right around the corner. What do you want to see from Tyler Huntley this weekend? What do you want to see from him to get him ready for the upcoming Pac-12 season? Just another step forward in his progression. So his his throwing percentage is great. I mean, you you can hardly argue with his his completion percentage. That's really good. Uh, his his yardage was pretty good last week, and and his decision making in the pocket was good last week. Now I think you want things to happen a little bit quicker. I'd say you, you know if we're going to nitpick, you'd want his, his accuracy downfield to to even become better. There were a few passes in the game last week that that or passes that may not have been completed against different competition and and so i think you and and the margin for error as you continue to go forward after this week just gets smaller and smaller and so he's going to have to become better and better and that you know that's things like timing and accuracy and and making the right read so uh, certainly i'd like to see him take a step forward and then and then the the offensive line you know niu did a great job of of just stacking up the line of scrimmage when when Zach Moss tried to run the ball and he he wasn't as effective as we've seen him be in the past and that was a lot of that was was Northern Illinois game planning to stop him but a lot of that you know you, you have to say well okay if if you're if you're in a power 5 conference and and you're supposed to beat people up and you're supposed to find yourselves in the Rose Bowl at the end of the year then you're going to have to beat up um, competition that isn't necessarily as talented, and that sh- that has to happen right at the line of scrimmage. So even with the changes at the offensive line, I felt like Utah could have had a more dominating effort, and I, and I'd like to see that uh, this. I'd like to see them come out of that this week with a with a more you know more consistent, more dominating dominating effort at the offensive line. Frank, I'm hinting at something that we've talked with you about in the past, but. Uh, obviously, there are great advantages to a team that has not suffered a sack and has not turned the ball over uh, this year. Is there a downside to those statistics? 
Well, that's an interesting question. I, I believe a lot like Coach Whittingham that uh, the turnover margin is is kind of the most important the most important thing uh, to, to control in a, in a football game if you can control anything. So that that's to me that's really positive. I mean, you don't you certainly don't want to get into a uh, a point where you're giving the ball away. Now you may you might say that that uh, Utah's being too conservative, and that's why the you know balls aren't being batted around or, or anything else. But but uh, I don't know if job one is winning, then you just do what you need to do to to win the football game. I am not as concerned, I, I, you know, maybe with, with sacks. Um, I think that's a good, good sign for Utah, but I also don't know. And I don't think we'll see this week. I don't know that they've faced in, enough competition to really in those two particular areas, turnovers and sacks to, to really push the boundaries and so, if there was, if I had any concern about that, the, the first two weeks, and what what I think will happen this week, is that uh, Utah's Utah's faced good competition, and because of that, and and because Utah's pretty good, they've been able to manage those two areas. But all of a sudden, when that when that competition at the defensive line and the defensive front seven and the defensive backfield, when the athleticism changes and the and and the competition changes how will utah handle that um and so uh i I think that's a little bit of a concern after this after this weekend frank what was going on with the pass defense in the first half in that game against northern illinois because they certainly fixed it in the second half yeah yeah that's uh that was interesting. It looked like you know guys were kind of running around. I, you know, Northern Illinois did a nice job of, of probably looking at uh, what what BYU did in the passing game at times against Utah and dialing some of that stuff up and 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 not putting Bowers in a in a situation where he had to stand around in the pocket for a long time and let the front four really start to maneuver the offensive line and. And getting rid of the ball quickly, and and you know, they they just did a nice a nice job, and 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 Utah, I don't know, probably playing a little conservative in the secondary. Now they started to dial up some pressure a little bit in the second half, and I think everything got got cleaned up, and and so that was you know that was a good adjustment, a good adjustment by the Utes. But I will say. Coming out of that game, I do, you know, it does leave you with a little bit of concern. Ideally, Utah would like to be able to pressure a quarterback and pressure a passing game with a four man rush. That's just unrealistic. Even with Utah's really solid, really good, and really talented defensive line. So you're going to have to figure out ways to, to, to bring pressure in the passing game and leave the guys in the secondary a little bit on an island and not be so conservative. And and with teams like Washington State and UFC for for that case and Cal, you know, throwing the ball around the field the way that they have, it does leave you with a little bit of, you know, kind of a question mark in that area. Until until Utah proves it out against significant competition, I don't know that I'm sold yet. Uh, on the on the pass defense. By the way, speaking of defensive adjustments, if you happen to watch Cal 
play Washington, talk about creativity, they were rushing defensive backs from their standard defensive back position. I'm talking safeties lined up 10 or 12 yards deep, rushing the quarterback at the snap count, which really obviously uh, affected Washington's ability to move the ball downfield. Frank, it seems like coaches spend so much time emphasizing taking it one game at a time. Uh, That's what they preach to these players because they don't want them to look past anybody. They want them to be prepared every week. But in a week like this, isn't it tempting for those coaches to be looking ahead to USC and doing some preparation there as well? And if the team picks up on that, is that a detriment? Yes. Uh, So, yes, Utah's coaching staff. I would be shocked if Utah's coaching staff is not very interested in what's happening, what happened with USC last week and what happens with USC this week, even in the midst of their game against Idaho State. And, and even if it was a, you know, even if it was a one game schedule, you know, and, and when you have to take it one game at a time on the player side, there's so much ex- exposure to, to everything that that's happening you look at you look at that schedule, and I mean, you just naturally say, "Well, Idaho State—they're not in the same conference division. They're, they don't recruit the same type of athletes. They don't do this. They don't do that." We should just go in there and and you know push these guys around the field. So even if even if Idaho State was the only game on the schedule, it still says Idaho State, and that. You know, right or wrong or, or whatever, it's still hard to overcome that. And and so you mentioned the slow start against Northern Illinois. I would love to see Utah come out and you know crack the whip right from the beginning. Um, but I I wouldn't be shocked either if it was kind of a game for a half and then and then Utah took control of it. Speaking of USC, Frank, uh, did you have? Well, you you said you uh, had a chance to see him. What do you think of Slovis? Uh, Gordon wrote about him yesterday in the Trib, and we're going to see him next week in in Provo, or this week, excuse me, in Provo, and then ne- next week down in LA. So, what do you think of uh, his potential in his game one? Yeah, well, you know, I, I probably would have put him on you know one game effort, then he immediately goes on the Heisman ballot, and and then you talk about him among the greats at. Uh, at USC, you know, uh, um, in the liner kind of conversations, and, and maybe he's never, he's not going to ever see his sophomore year at uh, at USC. That I mean, he had that he had that kind of performance. I will say this: he was he was clearly the coaches clearly did a fantastic job of having him mentally, and he did the right things to get mentally prepared to play that game, and then. And then the physical execution was fantastic. Uh, but then you look around and you say, well, you know, Stanford didn't, wasn't able to really get a lot of pressure on him. They didn't do a great job of putting pressure on the quarterback. And I don't care who you are. If you have pressure at that position group, then you're going to have a – it's just going to be a longer day. It's going to be a little bit more of a struggle. And I didn't see that necessarily occur. And then – I mean, I, I look at this USC football team. I know there's a lot of talk about Helton and that he doesn't get these guys going enough and he hasn't accomplished enough. And 
But those guys are athletic, and they ran around the field. It, it looked to me like a clear difference in athleticism, especially when you're talking about USC's receiving group versus Stanford's defensive backfield. I mean, it just didn't look like there was separation between the receiver and the defensive back. There were open guys running around the field, they were, and the quarterback was hitting them in the right spots. I mean, it was kind of a combination. So as, as well as the quarterback played, and he certainly played well, I would never take that away from him, especially a true freshman starting in that situation. He had he has a and, and by the way he has a pretty good running game too. I mean he has a lot of he had a lot of weapons around him, a lot of help around him that contributed to all of his success. So, you know, but what BYU is going to have to do and what Utah is going to have to do is they're going to have to figure out how to how to limit some of the productivity of all the other position groups. So maybe you make things messy at the line of scrimmage and then there's not enough time to throw the ball or maybe you which I think would be a more difficult task maybe you cover those guys up in this defensive secondary good luck or or maybe you just stop the run game and put everything on his shoulder so lots of phases in that offensive football game went well for USC a week ago how difficult is it Frank looking back at your career how how difficult was it to go out on the road for the first time as a starter and and not be affected by the uh, the unfriendly confines. <laughs> yes. Well, I you know the the truth of the matter is I only had that happen to me one time, and it it was more of a it was more of a situation of being starstruck on my part, and I didn't I didn't have a great game. I mean, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great either. And that that was when uh, we went to play at Nebraska. And, and, you know, the, I, I grew up a football fan. I grew up watching Nebraska play. And I know, I knew the history, obviously. And so you walk into that stadium and you see the, the iconic coach and the uniforms. And, and so then, then all of a sudden that gets in, that got into my head a little bit. Outside of that, I always felt like going on the road was a slightly an advantage because you get isolated. You're, you know, everybody's together, all in the same area, all communicating. You don't have some of the distractions. That, and this may be a little different these days with everything else happening, but, but I felt like going on the road was, was a little bit of an advantage because you could kind of get focused in without the distractions of being at home. Frank, do you feel like that because of your playing experience and the fact that you've been there, you've been out on the field, you've been in the arena, as opposed to like Jake, who is uh, one of those uh, critics that stands in the uh, on, on the sideline, and do you feel like that you get the proper respect from him uh, for your expertise? I I feel like I have expertise that I question when I interact with, with Jake, like, I, I don't know that it's disrespectful or if I feel disrespected, but I, I think I feel like I'm, I'm not as smart as I thought I was after I inter after I interact with Jake. Does that make sense? Do you ever have that sense? Uh, yeah, I guess I can, can relate to that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, because because Jake, uh, he, he's a moving target. You know, you think yeah. you think you have it, uh, 
nailed. And then all of a sudden he brings something else up that really wasn't that germane to what was going on before. But now you got to bring some other things to the table, you know. And I'm not sure. I've heard him do that to you, and I'm not sure that uh, it was deserved. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And and I appreciate that that you are there to, to soften the blow um, that I usually take when when Jake and I are in interacting, you know, it's uh, now it's sometimes a difficult task. You got anything to say for yourself yeah, over I'm, there, Mister? I'm going to tell Frank to brace himself because I'm pretty sure he and I are doing the pre and post for the youth game this weekend. <laughs> so get ready for that. There, outside of Austin, because I know he's listening. There's no one else I'd rather do the pre and post with, Jake. Well, thanks, Frank. I, I'm oh, actually, besides Gordon, I'm actually. Uh, <laughs> Frank, here's the thing. I'm Frank, actually really looking forward Frank, to it. Frank, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, to frighten you or anything. But you and I agree on a lot of things, and I, I don't want to. I know. I don't want to undermine your credibility or anything, but we do. No, no, that that doesn't undermine my credibility. That 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 lends to my credibility. I mean, if I find myself, if I find myself in opposition to whatever you're thinking, then I have to rethink my stance because I, I, I truly appreciate the things that you say and the things that you write about. So, and I think it's well, you know, well thought out and well researched and well said. And so if you, if I am ever in opposition to you, then, then I have to rethink my, my take on it. Does that make you feel good there, Gordon? Well, I mean, I, I always looked at it that because uh, I've noticed that, that when we talk about these things, Frank is, uh, and I trust Frank because, you know, he has been out there on the field. He knows what these situations are like. So, I, I yeah, I, it feels good when Frank and I agree. Are you mocking me now? No, no. Because it feels a little bit like you, you might be mocking me now. I, I don't know. Now everybody's feeling sorry for himself Seriously. around there now. Uh, Frank. No, kidding. Hey, man, very much looking forward to Saturday, and thank you as always uh, for jumping on, man. Absolutely. I, I really enjoy the conversation. I just have one one question. Did we get the did we get the word of the day or the phrase of the day? We Was did. it in there anywhere? We did. We got a winner. We yeah. got it? We did. We got, got it. it. Nailed okay. it. Okay. Perfect. Now I feel like we were a success. Indeed. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. We had to work for it a little bit. We did we? have to work for it a little bit. Uh, what's the name of our winner, Austin? Ryan. Ryan. Shout out to Ryan, who's going to see Godsmack over at uh, USANA. You can grab your tickets, LiveNation.com. And thanks to Frank Dolce for joining us. We always appreciate it. Joining us now in studio, speaking of Ryan, Ryan from TryDayTrading.com. Uh, we want to help our listeners out there uh, make a little extra money. Maybe you're saving for a trip, maybe college fun, but uh, this is a great way to do it. It is. And you know what? The fun thing about what we do um, is it gives people that opportunity to make more money and, and not have to you know, take more time away from their family. And it really can be around any schedule. Um, we're local. I mean, that's a big thing. There's groups that'll come in, throw a little half-day event, and then they'll be gone. You know, we have our office down here at Thanksgiving Point. You can come and shake our hands. You can, uh, Wednesday nights, a lot of times we do a training where everybody gets together so you can meet people from the community that are, are doing big things um, with, the, with the trading. So it's fun. And then, you know, on top of all of it, everyone's, everyone's worried sometimes, hey, this is going to be some big sales pitch, right? I'm going to show up or I'm going to go watch this and, and this. 
Absolutely not. We want to show you enough about this so that you can figure out if you want to do it. We're going to let you try it out because at the end of the day, you're going to be trading our money. So we want to make sure you want to do it, you're going to enjoy it, and that it's going to work for both of us. And as an indication of, of, of what you just said, we've recommended to family members uh, to, to, to join in on this. And so that's how much we trust uh, your process. We appreciate it. And that trust means a lot to us. You know, we have a ton of good reviews online. And, and I never have to worry about running into somebody coming up to me and saying, hey, this isn't what you said it was, right? Because we're not asking anybody to take our word for it. We want you to come with those questions. Come and, and, and test it out. Right, because we want to show you how this works. We want you to understand it, and we want you to be able to do it. And it really is simple enough that that really anybody can do it. Don't need to worry about some big background. Don't need to worry about it taking up a ton more of your time. You know, just come and try it out. And if it's something that can make you extra money working less hours, you know, why not? And you guys make it really easy to find out all about this stuff. All you need to do is jump on trydaytrading.com. Trydaytrading.com choose a webinar, sit at home in the basement in your pajamas and just watch how it all works. Text in some questions. And if you want to get it set up, we're going to commit to just spend enough time with you to answer the questions you have and really just understand if this is what you're looking for. What if you're more of a nightshirt guy like Gordon? Yeah. If you've got a nightgown, you can wear that too. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Command with a, with a, with a sleeping hat. And <laughs> exactly. Like, like slippers. A, like Scrooge on, uh, to, from a Christmas Carol. Uh, thank you very much, Ryan. You're the man. Thank you. Trydaytrading.com. Check it out. Trydaytrading.com. More of the big show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. I agree with PK. A win against the 3-0 USC looks freaking awesome. It do. It is just amazing how I just capture the sentiment. I am a sentiment capture. I am my own SC. I thought you dictated sentiment. You didn't capture it. It's one and the same. I don't think it is. You take a man and a woman, right? Oh. You got the man, you got the woman. They cleave unto each other. They become one. My opinion, public sentiment. It cleaves together. We become one. Same type of principle. They latch onto it. And I latch on to them, and away we go. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go Ooh, turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Join us at The Warehouse coming up on Friday from 3 to 6, 1967 South, 300 West, right here in Salt Lake City. The Warehouse. Price is so low, it will blow your mind. I like this song. Good yeah. job by Ryan picking our band of the day. Yes, today. indeed. Uh, big thanks to Frank Dolce 
for joining us in the in the last segment. Austin, uh, you talked to Frank. Did you tell him what our, our keyword was or our concept was? I did. I did. And what did he, what how did, did he take it? Uh, he laughed and laughed and laughed and then paused and went, well, I basically do that every week. We're like, that's, well, that's, that's the that's, idea. You know, but we did have to prompt him. <laughs> we did. You you did a nice job. You threw me under the bus to get <laughs> to get Frank to play the victim. Sorry so, about that. You know you. I didn't mean that. Uh you meant every word of that. No, now Jake's playing the victim. Yeah, I didn't mean it at all. It's we, all fabricated. We are all getting a little victimy around here, aren't we? Anyway, big thanks to Frank. I, I thought what uh, Frank had to say—he's uh, not as good as Dirk Facer, but big thanks to him. Okay, okay, that that was not even funny. <laughs> Still angry about that. Why? Too soon. Why? Too soon. It's Austin. not even a you big deal. You made it into the promo. Oh, victimy. Because I listen and I hear the promos. I didn't do it in secret. (laughs) I didn't encrypt the thing so it wouldn't play in your car. Your car. Just get over it. It's not a big deal. But he is no Dirk Phaser. Again, (laughs) too soon. Piling it on. To do it again. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much there, Austin. Mm -hmm. This is why I am the victim, actually. Uh, No, but thanks to to Frank for, for coming on. I, I liked what he had to say, Frank did, uh, about Tyler Huntley and what he's looking for uh, from Tyler in this game against Idaho State to make sure he's ready to go from conference. It's just uh, Scotty and I often make this uh, – have you ever seen um, – have you ever seen uh, – what is it, Knocked Up? Have you ever seen that with uh, – Yeah, I think Catherine I saw, like, like and seven or eight years ago or so something. She works at uh, the E! Network, and she's talking to her bosses, and, and her boss is like, okay, well, we can't – tell you to to lose weight per se we just we just want you to tighten <laughs> just yeah, just tighten I, I you remember, remember that, that part yeah, you know uh-huh. with tyler huntley i think that's what i'm looking for he's his his completion percentage has been fine his numbers were fine against northern <laughs> illinois you just want to see it tighten just tighten, tighten it up a little bit tighten. you know like in and that's really all it is so you have those passes a little bit more on the money and really go into that game against usc playing at his best I got to give a shout out to my guy Aaron out there on Twitter. Okay, he's getting into the spirit of what I've been chucking out there now for a couple of days. He's getting into it. He says Utah could just stay in the locker room and send out the equipment managers and beat Idaho State. Way to go, Aaron! Where's the rest of our clever listeners? Come on, jump on board this thing. Got another two days of that, don't we? <laughs> I think I think it's fun. Come on, bring it. Thanks a lot, Aaron. Aaron, that's <laughs> One clever. One person that's tweets fun. Gordon about it after two days. <laughs> no, I of think we constant gotta, barrage. I, I think we got And now Gordon's like, "Yes, this is really landing." <laughs> it's kind of uh, like the not sports report. Uh, a little bit. Uh, that's not true, man. Even yesterday. We had a gentleman, a fine gentleman, come in, Mike, and said how much he loves the non-sports report. Just one? Well, I mean... Kind of like Aaron's just we, one? We weren't even asking for it, and he came in and felt the need to express that. Ah. Hmm. In fact, I, I've come to the conclusion that you guys are in a very small minority. Very, very small, like less than 10%. Uh, the Not Sports Port is coming up right around the corner at 4.50, so all you 
millions out there who love that segment. <laughs> Stay tuned. Uh, real quick here, Gordon, and we're going to talk about uh, the NCAA and what's going on in California coming up at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. But the college sports world lost somebody today. T. Boone Pickens oh, passed yeah. away. He's a, a billionaire oil tycoon, a big supporter of Oklahoma State football, kind of one of those notable, maybe the most notable alum out there. As far as uh, college football goes, yeah, I mean, he is. He and Phil Knight kind of go back and yeah, forth. He is. He has been very benevolent toward Oklahoma State and their athletic goals. He's probably donated a lot to the academic side too. Nah, you <laughs> don't think so? Well, I mean, he built the stadium they play in. I mean, he's an example in Oklahoma State, honestly. And I, I realize that the Cowboys haven't. You know, won the national title per se, but he's it, there's an example how you can you can really build the program mm-hmm. if you've got some, a, a support from a very wealthy individual. Yes, indeed. Because Oklahoma State is a it's a good football program, and it really wasn't uh, not that long ago. Well, he's the oil in the machine, as it were. Thank you, thank you for that. See what they did there. Uh, but I wonder if Mike Gundy is is worried about it. Because Mike, you know, was was T Boone's guy. That's probably why he was he's been there for so long. Do you think that he he left some uh, what's the word stipulations to uh, moving forward even after his passing to keep things a certain way that he preferred? I wonder. Probably. Uh, I'm not sure I understand the question. Uh, <laughs> it's Gundy. I'm a man. Oh yeah, that's during that uh, that teleconference oh, after yeah. he he uh, <laughs> had that issue where he tried to to limit what he what did he do? It was a, a student reporter, right? Yeah. That he tried to make it so they couldn't ask about a player transferring, mm-hmm. and then and, and then a bunch those... of people started calling in. Oh right? man, we should do we have that call. whole thing? I wouldn't mind hearing that whole that, thing. That is brutal. It's short. It's that, ninety seconds. That's brutally awkward. It's it one really of the is. best things that's ever happened. <laughs> Uh, let's let's go ahead and play the whole thing. So, real quick, the backstory: he's got a player transferring, and he told all the media covering practice that they couldn't ask, ask about, about that player. And so, um, what the the student journalist asked their professor about it, and the professor uh, really basically told the story, made the story public. Mm-hmm. And this was on the Big Twelve teleconference the very next week. All right, Mike Gundy. If you have a question, press star one. Your first question is from Brett Kirkenbach. Beat the 12.com. Hi, Mike. Uh, congratulations on the uh, victory. Uh, I-, I thought you brought up a really interesting point after the game on Saturday. You said uh, people focusing on the wrong things is what's kind of driving this country into the ground. What other aspects of people doing their jobs do you have a problem with? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure I understand the question. Your next question is from Rich Mitchum, CFB Daily. Uh, hey, Coach. Uh, great win on Saturday in Lawrence. Really impressive performance offensively, and I think uh, even more specifically through the air, especially impressive considering you, you did it all without Jalen McCleskey. Can you give a quick update on his <laughs> stats moving transfer. forward? Uh, Jalen McCleskey is transferring. I thought everybody knew that. Your next question is from Trey Anastasio, Stillwater Tribune. Hey, Mike. Good morning to you, man. Uh, I know it's been kind of a frustrating seven days or so, which I don't really think is right because y'all played a heck of a game on Saturday. 
seems like a lot of these reporters don't have any respect for your unwarranted petulance. And I, for one, can't <laughs> believe they'd have the nerve to do their jobs and not kowtow to your empty threats. I guess what I'm really saying is, it's 2018. Do we really even need freedom of press anymore? <laughs> I'm not sure what you're asking. Um, I, uh, I, I'm not sure what you're asking. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, that last guy really strung it along, didn't he? <laughs> Your unwarranted petulance. Because he, he absolutely punched him in the chin and just kept on going. Holy cow. Like he called himself Trey Anastasio. From what? The Stillwater Tribune. They have the nerve to do their jobs and not kowtow to your empty threats. They have the nerve to do their job and not kowtow to your empty threats. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, that is so funny. All right. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, T. Boone Pickens passed away today. He did. At the age of 91. All See, right. See, now we have various uh, listeners who are getting into the spirit of things. Bo Hunter, he says the Utes could send out the women's basketball team and beat Idaho State. I don't think that's a, any disparaging comment about women. It's just the fact that they're basketball players instead of football players. I think I better make that clear. Why didn't he just say basketball team? <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Thanks for reading that, I, I, Gordon. I, I didn't write it. I don't, Blocked! That's just the way I interpreted what he's saying. Jeez. <laughs> Not Sports Report listen, coming up next. Listen, I have There are like five, six women in my family and every one of them could beat me up. All right? So that's where I am on that issue. Five or six? Six. Okay. <laughs> but just, they could beat you up? That's where you're, you're leaving it? Keep it coming, folks. Join in on this. The Utes could do what and beat Idaho State. I like it. Yeah, this is going well. Tweet more in. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Stay tuned. It's the big show, 97.5. Scuba gear. That was the funny. Zone. Come on now. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Adam Grossbart of the OC Registered Slovis. We've all kind of been wondering, is this the real deal? And I understand that not a lot of people in that area of USC country know if this is the real deal yet or, or not either. Well, yeah, because, uh, you know, USC people are used to five-star quarterbacks. Here comes this three-star, not even from L.A. or Orange <laughs> County, but from Arizona. He really wasn't the best quarterback during the spring. He looked like a true freshman. But it seems like he's one of those guys who's better in a game than he is in practice. Like, he needs that juice to really get him going. USC is convinced he's the real deal. Still a lot for him to prove, but it's pretty interesting watching him go. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Show 97.5 and 1280 of the Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. It's time for the Not Sports Report brought to you by the LHM Used Cars Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? Going to a couple different places. Uh, the first one is Tokyo, where a person who worked, and tell me if you ever worry about this, a person who worked at a store was stole the credit card numbers of 1,300 customers. 
how you say. He memorized them. Photographic memory? Photographic memory. Is that worrying how many? You at all? How many? 13. I think it was 1,300. Did I say 13,000? 1,300 customers. Uh, I think in all the ways that uh, people can steal your information, identity, credit card these days, that if you're paranoid about somebody having a photographic memory, you should be paranoid about a bunch of other stuff too, right? Well, don't don't people nowadays make wallets where because people can pick up your credit card number through your wallet in your pocket? Austin, do you know about that? Where yeah, I think de- they're called RFD blockers. And what what is the deal? How do they pick up what your credit card is uh, is is saying? Some kind of radio frequency that connects to the magnetic strip on your credit card and downloads that information to their little doohickey and the gadgets and gizmos are plenty going to work and the who's it's and what's it's still your stuff are you guys worried at all about security i know that you were concerned about that when we were talking about the trackers on phones and whatnot is is it to the point now where everything is sort of available there's a lot that's available. I mean, and, you see all these Instagram folks who put everything out there, and now they're saying, hey, whoa, 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 be careful about what you put out there to the public because uh, there are people out there with bad intentions. Yeah, people uh, – I, I, I've said this for a while now. People are very willing to trade their security for convenience. And I, I'm guilty of that uh, myself to a certain extent, right? I mean, we pay all our bills online. You know, mm. but we're we're very willing to put things like credit card numbers and that sort of thing into websites and out of, on, out on, of convenience. Out of convenience, yeah. and you know, I mean, how many websites out there have your credit card number, Gordon? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Can you imagine if Amazon was compromised? How many credit card? Uh, credit card numbers that they would have access to in that one company alone? Well, don't those various companies out there already utilize your information to send you ads? That happens a lot, too, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, people like their privacy. Yeah, well, they're awfully willing to trade it, often, oftentimes. Out of convenience. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Right, well, be careful out there, I guess, is the message. But I don't think I could – I used to have a really good memory. I don't I don't think I could memorize credit card numbers. Do you think you could pick, a, pick up one no, of 1,300 uh, customers? I certainly don't have uh, a photographic memory. I wish I did. I think it would be awesome. Austin, but, you think you could do that? Not that I'm encouraging it or condoning it in any way. I couldn't. But I honestly, I wonder if Tony Parks could. That guy has a bit of a photographic memory. And I'm wondering if he would. <laughs> Actually, I'm not wondering that. He would. He would. You, <laughs> you see the number, you commit it to memory. I guess you wouldn't have to commit it to memory for long. You could just turn around and go jot it down. Because I, I don't think you could categorize 13,000 or 1,300 of them. Probably you? not. But you only have to remember it for a couple minutes, probably. Well, all y'all out there, be careful. I guess uh, that's the message. All right, it is the big show. We'll talk about what's going on in California in regards to compensation for collegiate athletes and the NCAA's response. We'll get to that coming up right around the corner. Uh, but joining us now, Ryan and Kelby from the Jazz Fan Show, Saturdays at noon right here on the Zone Radio Network. And how long have we been going, guys? It's uh, We're getting close to a year. Yeah, I was going to say, we, been that long? we've got to yeah. be creeping up on we're that. We're on, uh, what, 49? Yeah, yeah, we're almost to 50 episodes. Okay, so. qu- question for you. What have you discovered about yourselves doing the show 
Oh, I don't know. That's, That's a great question. <laughs> um, man, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought I loved the jazz a lot before, but now just digging in, I mean, it's only grown. The I, more you know, the, the yeah. more you like them. I remember those commercials. I think I've learned that I know way more about the jazz than Ryan. <laughs> oh, you believe that? You think, above all, did Jake ever treat you that way? Constantly, <laughs> all the okay, time. Don't get me started. You know, there's there's a a special relationship that comes with with co-hosting, right? And there's there's a lot of there's a lot of rivalry there, right? There's a lot of I'm smarter than you there. When you get paid, what I do, you can say things like that all the time, anytime you want. See, I don't feel that at all. I don't I don't I don't feel any competition with Jake. I, no. I don't feel that. Of course, Jake doesn't say to me what he just said to you, Ryan. <laughs> Well, what we've learned is um, is that we really have a lot to learn. You know, you guys, you guys come in and do this every day, and and it's impressive. We love it. We love to talk about the jazz, but I mean, it takes some work, and you guys do it every day. So that's real impressive. That's true. A lot of people are. They always say how much they just want to talk about the jazz, how much fun it would be, and it's like. There's a lot, we obviously have to prep for this, guys, you know. <laughs> yeah, just a little. Anyway. You, guys, you guys do a little bit too, right? Do you guys feel like, uh, is, the, is the optimism warranted? Uh, from, from a realistic standpoint, in your opinion, do you think the Jazz are going to fill those expectations in a manner that uh, will be pleasing to the fan base? Yeah, you know what? I think that this is um, as high as expectations have been, you know, since the finals years, and there's more excitement around it than than that. And so that is honestly what I'm trying to do as a jazz fan is just take a little bit of a breath and be realistic. But for the first time in 20 years, you know, like I can say to people that I feel like we have a real shot at, at like getting to an NBA finals, right? And that if 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 dominoes fall in the right way, that, that there is potential and we have the weapons to compete at the highest level. And, and I might have said it before, but this year I really mean it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Kelby? I agree with that. Um, I actually, I spend a lot of my time trying to temper my own expectations so that if, if things do, you know, come up a little bit short, it doesn't hurt me as much. So, no, I think it's going to be a great year. I'm, I'm uh, in the uh, Western Conference Finals or bust myself. I think so. a lot of people are there, I, and I certainly think uh, there's some realism to that. But uh, you guys do a great job. Saturdays at noon, of course, it's all brought to you by uh, TryDayTrading.com. So just for the next few weeks, because we've got so much football going on on Saturdays, um, this week and next week, show's going to be at 7 o'clock on Friday night. Um, and that's just for the the few weeks why you know why it interferes with football. So if you can join, then that'd be great. And then um, yeah, we're looking for somebody else to do a little bit more free work and pitch in on the show. <laughs> so if you're interested, you know we might pay in jazz gear. You might get to come to to watch some games too. But um, go to our website jazzfanshow.com and and just click the link that says uh, intern. What does it say, Kelby? It, you'll see it. it so just, just take wanna... Kelby's job. Yeah, pretty much. Hit yeah. We, we talked with Frank Layden yesterday, and he said he'll work for food. Ooh. We might can do that too. We'll reach out. All right. Yeah. Was, was that two days ago? Uh, it was a couple of days yeah. ago, but uh, but nonetheless. Frank, yeah, it'll be uh, our first call. <laughs> it should give, get Frank on the word. All right. Uh, so be listening Friday at 7 o'clock. We'll try to give you guys a good lead in. We'll, we'll do our best. We'll see if we can't keep the listeners around for you. Appreciate it. All right, boys. All right. We'll have more big show coming up next 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. 
This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Ryan Leaf, host of uh, Believe in Pac-12 Football on the Believe Podcast Network. The conference, I believe, it, from top to bottom, is as competitive as any conference out there. And they just beat the hell out of each other and cannibalize one another. And it's not an excuse. My biggest qualm about the Pac-12 right now is the, their inability to win the games they're supposed to win. That they can't lose. You know, UCLA can't lose to Cincinnati. They can't lose to San Diego State. You know, Oregon State and Arizona can't lose to Hawaii. That stuff can't happen. Uh, That's why I like that Utah is so highly ranked right now, and they continue to go up if they keep winning because they need to be in the conversation when the college football playoff committee starts putting out their picks. Otherwise, the Pac-12 just will not get noticed. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.